is your, what is your opinion of the creator economy and, and the future of the creator economy? You being in it? I, I'm a believer in it. I think it goes back to that 80-20 where, you know, majority of creators, it's going to be very hard for people to sustain themselves financially and build a business around content or, or you know, creating content. Uh, majority of the dollars that would be made by the creator creators in the creator economy will come from a very small subset of creators. And so going back to the point of you can look at content as the focal point, like the anchor and build things that like businesses that actually maybe like an agency or some type of model outside of like content, I think is a good way of looking at it, but not actually trying to monetize content because I think that's going to be a very hard game to play long-term as we see more creators come into the ecosystem and brand deals and sponsorships are going to be few and far between if that's a model a lot of creators are looking at. So It'll be tough for a lot of people to sustain a creator business, but I think it's very smart to use content as a moat and an anchor and, and build more sustainable business models outside of that. That's why I believe that the creator economy is, is very much based on the one-to-one -one relationship with, with the fan with, for a nominal monthly fee. Cause I think brand partnerships, sponsorship deals over time become commoditized. And I think. We're going to wake up one day. Only fans is going to be bigger than a lot of platforms. And it's not going to be about sex, right? Mm -hmm. They're doing a wonderful job monetizing experience between creator and fan. We'll just call it out there. Right? So Patreon, only fans, other platforms. Um, that I, I think that whether it's an artist, whether it's an athlete, whether it's a business leader, bringing an audience will be important and connecting with your audience and then perhaps monetizing that audience is going to, is going to be equally important as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Let's take a few moments, talk about your content. I know at the beginning of the show, before we dropped in, I said, Hey man, I would love to maybe just do a feature on some of your stuff weekly. Cause I like the stuff you're putting out. Let's talk about some of the headlines in over in the last uh, week or so. One of the ones that jumps out to me, Malcolm, Tiger Woods and TGL have problems. Talk about that for our audience. What's going on with Tiger Woods and TGL? So I think it, it's tough because I, I cover so many headlines week to week that I can't really remember when the TGL was supposed to launch. I think it was in the next couple of weeks, but they I didn't tell 2025 due to dome damage. Tell the yeah. what happened with the dome and tell maybe people who don't know Malcolm, what's Tiger Woods up to with this concept back at a right to the beginning here for the audience. Yeah, so there's a, a new virtual golf league that Tiger Woods and I think Rory, mm. uh, McRoy, or what's Roy his last name? Roy McIlroy. Yeah. yeah, that they that there is con new concept that they're creating with virtual golf. And a number of different athletes and, and celebrity investors have actually acquired teams within this virtual golf league. And as you said, I think they were slated to start 2024, maybe. I can't remember the launch date, but they've been pushed back to 2025 due to water damage in yes. the actual facility they, that they were going to use for the, the tournament. I can't remember exactly what happened with the water damage, but it's a huge blow to the league and kind of the partnerships and the teams that they had lined up. So I don't know what will happen going into next year with the league or what the kind of the restructuring will look like or how that kind of changes the, the approach for the league. But it, it was a huge blow, uh, I think, for the, for the TGL and, and kind of the plans they had to get this league off the ground because it was attracting a lot of attention over the past couple of months as they kind of were formulating things and, and setting up brand partnerships and stuff like that. So 
it, it's hard not to th see this succeeding when it does get off the ground, doesn't it, though? There's a lot of... I gotta be honest. I gotta be honest with you, Malcolm. I'm somewhat intrigued by this whole concept that him and R Rory and Tiger have come up with. Yeah, absolutely. I think there are a lot of emerging kind of leagues and sports, and it's a very exciting time. So you you combine and, yes. and going back to all these different technologies that are emerging right now, and be able to integrate them within new sports and new concepts. I think this is the beginning of what we'll see in terms of how to utilize technology to increase fan engagement interactivities of fans being more involved in with their favorite sports and teams and even seeing new sports and leagues emerge like this it's super fascinating stuff so we are at a very interesting time of sport aren't we malcolm with technology uh, and the emergence of new sports and really content isn't it right and it's monetizing bits and bites of content like i sit down with my son who's 17 it's hard for him to sit down and watch a three-hour hockey game with me yeah right? where i grew up watching sit down and watch a hockey game He's like, I'll just watch it tomorrow on Instagram in five minutes. He just watches the highlights. And, but that I, I bring it up because that plays to these new sports leagues and new types of content being created. It's all about what can we create for maximized revenue, but in a short period of time. Yeah, especially when it comes to, to, to Gen Z. Attention yes. spans are very short. And I think a lot of the people at the top, the executive leaderships, the, the owners are, are trying to figure out how to reach this younger demographic of fans in more concise ways and meeting them where they're at on social. And like you said, bite-sized pieces of content to where they can catch the highlights or still stay up to date with their athletes and teams. But very few of them are going to sit down and watch a full hockey game or football game as we did growing up. So it's the changing of the times and the, the people who are pulling the strings are going to have to understand how this new generation is consuming content, how they want to assume, consume content and where this, how that impacts business models and being able to adjust and pivot and maintain that engagement with this new generation. Here's a fun question for you, Malcolm. Based on your, your expertise with the content you're creating, the relationships you have and, 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 and so forth and your knowledge of sports and the industry, take me to an NBA game in 10 years from now. What does that look like? Are we in the arena? <laughs> yeah, 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 we are in the arena. Take, take me there. Take me to Madison Square Garden. Interesting, interesting. So I think in 10 years, I think we're going to be at a place to where fan experience is going to be very personalized. You're going to be able to go to a game. And I don't know, I don't know, I'm still torn on how virtual reality would play a part in that but I, I definitely see a world where you're going to be able to go to a game and from your phone or some type of device or maybe even you don't even need a device to do it they're going to know exactly what you want to eat um they're going to know you're going to know exactly that you're going to be able to personalize merchandise and, and and have that come to your seat like it's going to be very tailored to who what type of fan you are and the things that you want when you're at the arena, you're going to be able to essentially streamline the entire process of getting what you want in the game. And it's not going to be as fragmented as it is now. So I think personalized experiences at, at a game, being able to fans, being able to, when you look at ticketing, for example, when you purchase a ticket and it being a lot of organizations are exploring, putting fan data on the blockchain. So they're going to be able to know exactly what your interests are and have all that basically tailored to you using artificial intelligence 
to create more personalized experiences at in, in venue. So that is definitely going to be a thing. Still, I'm still figuring out how virtual reality kind of plays a part on that, but I know in-game experiences with VR is also going to be huge in terms of like how you interact with the team when you're at a game or at a venue as well. Things are definitely changing now and a lot of teams are use, utilizing technology into the different ways to aggregate that information on their close, on their biggest fans and they're going to be able to deploy that in different ways to just create more engaging and more tailor-made experiences for fans who come to games or even who don't have the same opportunities that, you know and, and or can't get to a venue and sit at home. Those uh, experiences are going to be very tailor-made and personalized to the fan. I'm really excited by what's coming in the future with, with Apple Vision Pro. And mm -hmm. I follow that quite closely. And I like to read between the lines when I read stories and hear things and follow like just a proud nerd. The NBA is going to play a big role when that headset rolls out. With some of the rumors I'm hearing, which is putting that headset on, taking yourself courtside, watching NBA games. And I think that's going to be some of the killer apps that people are going to be like, oh my God, I want to have that so I can go to an NBA game, sit courtside next to LeBron and just put it on my headset. Yeah, 100%. We're already seeing that now. I don't know if you had a chance to, to play around with uh, Status Pro, Andrew Hawkins, who's a former NFL player created this game where you can actually uh, simulate the experience as a, as an NFL quarterback. So those experiences are definitely coming, which is why I asked, are you at home or you're in venue? Because at home experiences are going to be very, yes. um, very equal to you, like actually being mm -hmm. in the arena or at the game, as you said, like being able to sit courtside and have that experience, especially for fans who don't have the means to get to, or don't live mm -hmm. close to, the arena can't get to a game being able to really create these virtual experiences that are that almost feel like you're actually there is going to be big as well i would love to hear your comments on the inundation of sports betting across sports i'm all for it i think we've already seen how big the sports betting market has become and you have states who have the, some of the biggest states have yet to legalize you look at texas mm -hmm. and even like paying attention to what Mark Cuban mm. sold his stake in the, in the Mavs to the Adelson family. And, and mm. I think that's a big part of him giving, getting into the, the sports gambling space in Florida as well, where I'm at. So there is a huge market on the rise and there's a lot of money within sports betting. And looking at a lot of how AI is being integrated within these apps and giving up-to-date data and, and information and allowing players to, or allowing fans to basically personalize their bets and, bet on different plays and, 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 and things of that nature. I, I think it's really good for the overall engagement and connectivity that, that fans have with their teams and players. And I think that we're just at the beginning of this. The sports betting market is going to be huge in the next several years. We are just the beginning of it. And I, I would love to bring you back to, to converse on that longer. I'm quite fascinated, frankly, about how we've woken up over the last 24, 36 months with sports betting, just a blanket over all sports. And I'm, I would love to dig further into that conversation with you, but not today. Malcolm, thanks for joining me today here in Live in the Lab. Is there anything that's uh, a quick minute for you to, to plug, to say to the audience that I have not had a chance to ask you about, anything that I've missed, that this is your time to, 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 to get yourself out there? 
I appreciate the opportunity, Keith. It's been great. I'm always, I always want people to to tune into the newsletter to the hyperport.xyz and and always open to connecting with anybody who has an interest in sports technologies. I'm I'm, I'm accessible on LinkedIn, Twitter, every pretty much every social media platform. Uh, again, appreciate the opportunity and and hopefully this was valuable. Awesome. Great conversation. Very viable. I'm very viable for me and very valuable for the audience. I'm sure of it. Malcolm, thanks for coming in. I'm going to send you out to the green room for a quick second while I say goodbye to the audience and come back to you. Okay. Hang tight. Perfect. Perfect. All right. We're going to do that. Do that. Do this. Like you guys know, and I'm going to see this. Oh, oh, the camera's still working, but we're going to go maybe this one over here. Yeah, that goes here up here. Hey, hope you guys enjoyed the show as much as I did today. Wrapping up the show with Malcolm Lemons today. Hype Report. Go check it out. HypeReport.xyz. Great content. If you love sports, you love business, you like betting, you like technology. And I know if you're listening to the show, I'm sure all those boxes are checked. Malcolm's your guy. His content is your stuff. Trust me. I'm hoping we're going to do some stuff with Malcolm so we can bring more of you, more of his headlines, more of his content to you guys, and more of the great Malcolm Lemons. I'm out of here. I'm Keith Billis. I'm live in the lab Monday to Friday. You know where to find me here on LinkedIn, here on X and here on YouTube. But most importantly, you can find us inside.bapple.ai. We're building a newsletter. Come find us there. We'll see you guys soon. See you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.